Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax. Our guest today, I'm so excited to introduce Bob Berg, who's a sought-after speaker uh, about company leadership. He's been in sales conferences, and he shares a platform with some of the best uh, leaders in entrepreneurship and leadership, uh, even, a former U- even having worked with the former U.S. president. Bob is the author of a number of books on sales and marketing and on influence, with a total book sold well over a million copies. His, first, his main book, The Go-Giver, like for me, it's like the main book. The Go-Giver, co-authored with John David Mann, itself has sold 950,000 copies and has been translated into 28 languages. He and John's newest parable in the Go-Giver series is the Go-Giver Influencer. And maybe we'll hear a little bit more about that as it relates to you know, networking and the career transition. Bob's an advocate, supporter, and defender of a free enterprise system, believing that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. He's also an unapologetic animal fanatic like me and a past member of the board of directors of Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch in his town of Jupiter, Florida. I'm very happy to welcome my friend, someone who I quoted in my book and who endorsed my book, Bob Berg, say hello. Hey, Jonathan, it's so great to be with you again. Thank you so much, thanks. So um, we talked a little bit about how people looking for a new job really must employ some of the same principles of networking that, that business owners have. Um, so they're not necessarily entrepreneurs, but they can think entrepreneurially. And I'd like to take, you know, hear your take on that. Well, I mean, when we think of an entrepreneur, we're thinking of someone who has started a business, who has uh, invested money, time, blood, sweat, tears, whatever, in, and that their end um, customer, if you will, is the actual customer, client, what have you. Uh, when someone is in corporate, let's say they're in mid to upper management, uh, they, they may not be entrepreneurs because it's not officially their business, but they still have to be entrepreneurial in terms of um, how they're working. So they're intrapreneurial, they're entrepreneurs within another organization but they still have customers. Now their customers are the people they answer to in terms of the uh, corporate hierarchy. It's also the people who they are leading because of course, as, as a leader, they're a servant. They're, their job, they're accountable to the people who they are leading, those on their team. It mm-hmm. might be uh, uh, people who are their colleagues. And it may even also, by the way, end up being the uh, end user of that company's product or service, I don't know. But regardless, they are having to provide immense value to others. That's what an entrepreneur has to do, and that's what an entrepreneur has to do. Um, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's bridge that to the the premise of the book and um, and some of the concepts from your the five laws. Sure. The uh, the, the uh, premise of the book is simply that that shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding Mm. that not only is that a a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's actually the most financially profitable way as well. 
mm. not for some way out woo woo, you know, kind of uh, you know magical mystical reasons. Uh, but it very it makes very logical sense when you're that person who moves your focus off of yourself and places it onto another person trying to help them to in one way or another make their life better based on how they value what it is you're you're doing uh people feel good about you people want to get to know you they like you they trust you they want to be in relationship with you they want to be part of what you are doing and they're much more likely to be the ones talking you up to others so mm. that shift in focus is really that secret sauce if you will it's that mm. difference maker uh, mm. because we're tapping in very much into human nature. Mm. Yeah. H how is that tied to human nature? I mean, we, I speak to my, my clients about that all the time, about in networking to, to be spoken of po powerfully and positively for job openings when they happen, uh, while they're so focused on getting their next job and getting interviews, this philosophy of turning it around, of giving, it just, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I've got you so far, but how does that, relate to human nature? Well, human nature is such that people are generally self-interested, okay? Mm -hmm. And so uh, just like, you know, you know, when I speak at a sales conference, I'll often begin by saying, nobody's gonna buy from you because you have a quota to meet, mm -hmm. right? They're not gonna buy from you because you need the money or because you're a nice guy, nice right. guy. Uh, they're not, you know, you're, you're, their company's not gonna hire you because you're a nice person. Or yeah. because you need a job or because you have a mortgage payment. They're going to do right. so because they believe that they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. That's human nature. Uh, that, that, that includes making an introduction. Because exactly. a person uh, has to really stick their neck out to make an introduction. Uh, always. Their right. reputation is on the line. So. Exactly. And yet human nature says they want to do that because most people it's congruent with their values to help other people or and it might be even for self-interested reasons of they look good when they suggest somebody good mm. uh, by the same token if they if they don't think that's going to be the case they're not going to introduce you so we yeah. always have to and, and so dale carnegie in his classic how to win friends and influence people there's one line, I mean, the whole book is magnificent, but there's one line that I believe is the underlying premise of his entire book and his entire philosophy. And that's where he wrote, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, not our reasons. Mm. To me, that summarizes human nature, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so, so, you know, the, the person who is influential, and when you think about it, what is influence? It's simply the ability, by definition, it's the ability to move a person, what persons, to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. Now, that's its definition. That's not really its essence. The essence of influence is pull, pull as opposed to push. Mm. Uh, you know, we've, we've all heard that saying, how far can you push a rope? And the answer is <laughs> not not very, right? At least not very, very fast or very effectively. Uh, right. That's why great influencers don't push, right? Uh, you, you don't hear people say, wow, that David or that Mary, she is so influential. She has a lot of push with people. I'd say she's influential. She has a lot of pull with people. Mm. Yeah, well put. Is an attraction. 
great mm. influencers attract people to themselves and then to their ideas, whether it's the uh, potential employer, that person who might be able to connect them with someone or, you know, whomever they happen to be, be speaking with. And so the question then becomes, well, how do you do that? So how, how, do, how do you manifest that, that pull? Mm. And really you do it by first self-questioning or, or asking yourself questions to make sure your focus is in the right direction, which is outward, okay? Mm. In other words, how does what I'm asking this person to do, whether it's, again, to hire me to connect or whatever, how does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their goals, mm. right? With their needs, their wants, their desires? How does what I want this person to do, uh, how does it align with their values? Uh, mm. What problem am I helping them to solve? Uh, mm. How am I helping make their life or their business better? How am I bringing them closer to happiness? And mm. when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, uh, intelligently, uh, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way right. of building everyone in the process, mm. we've come a whole lot closer to earning that person's commitment. You know, one could say it's a fine line, but it's also worlds different. And it's really powerful what you're saying. I appreciate it. So someone would want to ask themselves both as a preparatory exercise, especially if they're preparing to uh, do some business and, and career networking. What, what is the, what, what, how do you answer those questions? What is their value? How can they help people in their network? But they also ought to have those questions at hand. How do I, you said earlier, provide, you know, massive value, or what was the word you used? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It's like ma massive value. I heard of this yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah value. absolutely. And well, it, it depends. Um, if you're in a position where you are going, where you know who you're meeting, let's say, you mm. want to do as much research as possible and find mm. out as much about that person. So you go in there knowing as much as you can. Now everyone's mm. individual, so there's, People are going to be different in certain ways than, than we think, but yeah. by asking good questions, but from a solid base of knowing, mm. you know, fundamentally enough mm. to, to give you a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a positive context for everything. Yeah. That's, mm. that's very important. Now you can meet someone anywhere for the first time. You don't know anything about them and that's fine, but it's actually very easy to make a connection with them and focus on them simply by asking questions such as, uh, you know, Dave, how did you get started in the so-and-so business, whatever they, they do? Um, and he'll probably really enjoy answering that question because it's mm. a question most people aren't asked, right? Only celebrities are asked that question. Most people right. are not asked that question. How did mm. you get started or how did you get your start in the so-and-so business? Mm. Uh, you know, another good question is to ask what they enjoy most about what they do, right? Mm. And, and those are, you know, and then uh, you can ask what I call the one key question, which, which is how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good potential client for you? Mm. Or it might be more in the context of, of where you are now. It might be, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is someone you'd like to meet or is a good potential connection? For mm. you? Again, it depends on the person and what their mm. needs are. So mm. as you focus on this other person, mm. and that person appreciates it, you're establishing a, a, a terrific rapport 
of this person. And that now puts you in the position where you can do your follow-up with a personalized handwritten note, learn more about that person, connect with them online, get to establish that relationship that you can then take to that next level once the know, like, and trust is, is really established. Mm. Great, great. Uh, you know, some of the people who are in this position of career transition, even at high levels, have concern about spending money. Um, is this process of providing value, massive value, you know, going to cost money? What is, what is your take on that? Um, it really shouldn't. I mean, uh, by and large, there's, there's no connection between being able to offer people knowledge and introductions and mm. uh, interest and empathy and gratitude and, you know, all those, all those neat things. There's really not yeah. a long, uh, connection between that and having to, to spend a lot of money. There might be certain things you do for whatever reason that you then have to decide whether it's an investment that's, you know, everything's a, a cost benefit analysis and cost is not always money. Cost is often mm. time, cost is lost opportunity, cost mm. is aggravation, cost is other things. So we always have to, you know, determine and, and try to do it thoughtfully and intelligently. Mm. That's great. Is there anything else that people going through the process of networking to discover new people, make new connections and get introduced for those hidden jobs in the hidden job market. Mm -hmm. What else could they learn from sales and networking that, that the go giver way uh, could, could help bridge that gap? Well, you know, the interesting thing is it's actually pretty simple. It's pretty elementary. You meet people and that you, as much as you, because remember, we were talking about human nature being self-interested, which the other person is, but so is the person looking, obviously, especially as you more and more need that job. Now it's, you know, uh, you put out a different energy and it's not mm. a positive energy. So what right. I would say is don't try and deny your self-interest to yourself because it's not going to work. Huh. Instead, allow yourself to, to feel that way and then temporarily suspend it. Oh. Put it to the side when you're networking with others because if you're going to do this successfully, you've got to be able to put out of your, of your head all the challenges you're having and all of your needs. Because remember, basically, this other person doesn't care. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah and so it's really transformative. Say it again. I'm sorry. No, we, so we need to be able to focus on them, not on, yeah. not on us. Yeah. Yeah. That's really transformative to be able to recognize our own human nature, sure. park it, and really be attentive to the yeah. other person. I like how you yeah. said that, park it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Very good. So we've done our part in this conversation to really look at what's of importance to the listener, uh, people going through a career transition. But I'm curious a couple of things about you. So now I can, if I can get to that, uh, what was, uh, how did you discover this philosophy? Was there a, a mentor or a key discovery for you? How'd you, to borrow from your, what you, the question you suggested, how did you get started? Become the, <laughs> the guy known as the go-giver. Well, you know, I, while there wasn't necessarily any one thing, there, there was something that kind of got me to recognize things a little quicker, things that had mm. already been out there that I should have really seen mm -hmm. and and i and this is about well almost 40 years ago now and i uh mm -hmm. was in my second sales job i was selling a high-end uh item high ticket item 
And, you know, I'd done well in the couple of years I was in sales only because, you know, I got into sales not knowing anything about it. And I floundered miserably for the first mm. few months until I found a couple of books on the lot in the bookstore and uh, on sales, which I didn't even realize there was such a thing as as books about sales. I mean, I knew nothing about sales coming in. Mm. And mm. So I studied them and, and uh, I mean, I really studied them and I applied them and I and really within a short period of time, my sales began to, to really go well. Uh, because again, if you have a system for doing something and I, you know, I define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a mm -hmm. logical and specific set of how to principles. So if you know that, uh, you know, predictability is, is the key. If you know that by doing a, you'll get the desired results of B, then you know that all you need to do is a and continue to do a. Mm -hmm. eventually you'll get the desired results of B. So I did that and I, I was fairly successful. I also began to really get into personal development and I had a lot of fun with that. I loved sales, but I started to work for this other company. Um, and I got into a real slump, uh, started off well, then got into a slump and it was very uncomfortable as a slump can be. And one day I came back to the office after a non-selling appointment. Now it was not non-selling by design. It was supposed to be a selling appointment okay. because of my own ineptness uh i the sale did not take place and not only did i not get to help another person own that product or service which he would have really benefited from i also right. didn't make a really healthy commission from doing right. that instead of a win-win it was a, a lose-lose and i was back at the office and i must have been just kind of looking disgusted at myself and or having a, a look of disgust self-disgust <laughs> on my face and a gentleman came over, a much older gentleman. In fact, I think he retired soon after that. And he um, uh, wasn't even in sales. I think he was in the engineering department or something. I really didn't know him well, but a mm. uh, nice guy. And one of these people who he didn't say much, but whenever he did, it was usually something profound. Mm. So I think he saw me as sort of like Joe in The Go-Giver, that mm. young, up-and-comer, you know, ambitious, aggressive, but just not focused in the right place, thus right. not realizing his potential. Right. And I think he would have been very accurate in seeing me that way. And so he, he said, Berg, he was a last name kind of guy. He said, Berg, right. can, I, can I give you some advice? And I said, yeah, please do. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I need it. And uh, he said, you know, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target your target is serving others. Hmm. Now, when you hit the target, you'll get a reward and that reward will come in the form of money. And uh, you can do with that money, whatever you choose, but never forget, he said, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It ain't the target itself. Yeah. Target right. is serving others. Hmm. And yeah. That didn't really hit me. That great salesmanship was never about the salesperson. And it wasn't even about the product or service as important as that is. Great salesmanship is about the other person. It's mm. about the value you bring to another human being. It's how you touch the life of another person through your product or service and whatever you bring to the table. And I think it's the same when you're shooting, you know, searching for a, a, a new position, right? Your target, yeah, uh, yeah, your target is bringing value to another person. The reward will be the job right. and everything that, that comes with it, the new job but the target is finding someone to serve. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, really great, really great. On the subject of service, uh, tell us a little bit about the Furry Friends of Florida. 
Well, they're just a, you know, there are, there, I guess the, you'd say the, the local humane society, it's, it's Furry Friends Adoption Clinic and Ranch, and they've been around for a long time. Uh, I was on board, as you mentioned, uh, for quite a while. Uh, they're just a wonderful organization. I mean, uh, mm. you know, for an organization to care so much is just, is just uh, inspiring and they do a fantastic, fantastic job. So it's just a, it's a pleasure to even be associated with them. Great. Great. I love your focus about that. And um, one more personal question. Um, I like to ask my guests a little bit about their musical interests. Do you have any favorite artists or bands? Who would you listen to today if you had a choice to see a concert? Uh, Stevie Nicks is really one of my favorites. Nice. I think she has such a wonderful voice. And mm. uh, I love Hart, uh, Anne and Nancy Wilson. and, and mm. their uh, my favorite music is actually the well. It, what in my day we used to call it golden oldies, which was the fifty, the late fifties and early sixties, the doo wop mm. music and so right. forth. That's you know to this. So at the hop and you know right. Duke of Earl and you know those right. kind of songs. Those are so run around Sue and all that. Yeah, uh, run around Sue. Run around, oh, abs absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a group years ago called CC and Company. We played a lot of that, and just uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, the heart performance of Whole Lot of Love honoring Led Zeppelin at the oh. net. Remember that? Well, I they did a Stairway to Heaven at a Oh that's what it was. Sorry. A, Stairway yeah, to oh was that okay, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That was amazing. And and yeah. uh, Bonham's kid was playing the uh, drums. Yes. I saw, yes. It, I saw it on YouTube. And yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I watched it like two or three times just in yeah. a row watching it. Yeah. It was great seeing yeah. uh, uh, uh not not yeah, Jimmy Page and uh and Jason uh, Bonham. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, Robert Plant. Yeah, Plant, Plant, and, uh, yeah. and, and Paige, yeah. And uh, yeah. wow, that was just yeah. such a great thing. And they loved it. It may be some time before live music comes becomes available again with, with COVID-19. But if you ever get a chance to see Jason Bonham do the Jason Bonham experience, oh. he's been playing with the guitarist that, that he plays with for 20 years. So the two of them have this incredible Led Zeppelin kind of connection. Uh, Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> Any anything we want to make sure um, we put in our in our um, program notes and anything if people are interested in your philosophy and learn more about the five laws and the go giver way and influence because we're leader people are leaders that are looking for the new positions mostly okay. in in uh, in our listenership. How, how should people learn more about you and and what they could learn from you? Yeah, if they go to Berg B U R G dot com and uh, they can scroll down and and uh, there's a place where they can click on any of the books and read a chapter to see if they uh, like it and if they do uh, they can do that with any of the books and the ones they'd like to click through to Amazon dot com they can purchase them there. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, your website has excellent offerings. Anything else you want our readers to know? Our readers, our, <laughs> our listeners and viewers. No, Anything else you want we... us to know? I just wish everyone much success in landing the uh, the uh, position that they they want. I know once they do, it, the uh, the company that hired them will be fortunate, very fortunate to have them. That's yeah, great sentiment. Thank you. Thanks very much, Bob. I appreciate you, your philosophy, and your time and your friendship. Be well. You too, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Career Transition Experts. Please make sure to listen to our next episode. And if at any time you want a clear view of the entire career transition process and a sense of where your strengths are and where your challenges are to work on, you'll get your free access to my career TPS assessment at careerexcitement.com. That's www.careerexcitement.com.
careerexcitement.com. TPS stands for Transition Performance Snapshot. This is Jonathan Flax wishing you outstanding career success and satisfaction in balance. Looking forward. Bye for now.